Good morning, good evening, and good night, everybody, and welcome to the Android Central Podcast. My name is Nick Sutrick, and I'll be hosting the podcast in Ara's stead this week as she takes some well-earned time off. Last week, we brought you a scintillating roundtable filled with names of yore, and this week, two bright shining faces, or voices, I suppose, join us. Both Chris and Andrew are freelancers on the site, so without further ado, Chris Waddell, say hi to everybody. Hello, hello. And Andrew Myrick, so glad to have you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for being, or thanks for inviting me. Of course. And of course, last but not least, especially in my heart, is Jerry Hildenbrand. Hey, I'm least. least. Let's get that straight. I am least. I mean, you were um, at the end, so it's yeah. it's okay. It happens. I'm I'm only here because I'm pretty. Indeed. Ah. Especially that beard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this week we'll be talking about Samsung, Motorola for some reason. Some more Pixel 6 issues, surprise, surprise, I guess, and the love being shown to older devices that many of us are still using, which is always nice to see. So, Chris, um, I wanted to start off with your Galaxy Buds Pro uh, editorial, where you talked about how they were infectious in all the wrong ways. Do you want to just sort of highlight that for us and, and kind of give us an overview of what that's about? Yeah, Um yeah, this was this was very much a love hate thing with the another Samsung product. Unfortunately, kind of like back with my uh, breakup with the Galaxy Watch Four that I had. Um, I, I so the 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 story is I, I've been using the original gang, Samsung Galaxy Buds since it came out a couple of years back. Um, after using a bunch of you know random no name earbuds, picked up those, loved them. They've been great, um, but I didn't have a huge reason to upgrade them since. I got them um, because they worked. They did fine. The ambient mode was so-so, but it was fine. But it had been a couple of years, and the Galaxy Buds Pro were getting so much praise, and they were, you know, uh, great sound, and the A&C would be nice and everything. So I was like, you know, we'll give them a shot. I'll pick them up. I'll get them when I get my um, – uh, this with some Galaxy Samsung credit or whatever that I had online. So I used that to get some Buds Pro and try those out. So I picked them up. You know, everything was great. Open up. I got the the awesome phantom purple for a little something different. Um, paired them up with my Galaxy Z Fold 2 at the time. Um, listened to a couple songs, tweaked some of the settings, get them kind of how I wanted. Maybe 15 minutes of use um, and decided, okay, it's good. You know, that's great. I got stuff to do. Done done playing. So I put them away. Um, by the end of the day, you know, I kind of a little itchy in my ear and didn't think much of it. Uh, it was, you know, springish coming into summer when I just got, had gotten them. So I, I have some seasonal allergies that come around hay fever and, you know, pollen and things like that. So I didn't think much of it. I was like, maybe it's just part of that. Right. Let it roll on. And it kept getting worse and worse. And, um, so I went a while and I, I talked to some, some friends that had, uh, dealt with similar, you know, had, I knew had had some ear problems They're like, Oh, use, you know, if you don't put anything in your ears, leave them clean, you know, if you can bear it, maybe a little bit of uh, vinegar, uh, rub and alcohol, kind of mix that, dilute a little bit of water, and kind of swish it around in there to help clear it out. It burned like crazy, <laughs> but I did it um, and let it go for about a week, and it cleared up. Well, the next time I used them was for a um, a meeting, video chat, and I had them in for maybe thirty minutes. Uh, and by the end of the day, it was almost like I picked up halfway through the last round of of issues. Uh, from the week prior and it just kept getting worse and worse. And I was like, this is really weird. And I was like, you know, again, I'm going to chalk it up to the situation of allergies. Now, mind you, I, I left out the one, as soon as I got the earbuds, I washed them with alcohol swabs, 
um, cleaned out the inside. I even popped them into uh, my phone soap UV, you know, disinfector thing. Um, you know, coming from the factory, you know, gonna stick something in your ears. It makes a good good idea to go ahead and clean that before you do it because you don't know what's on it from the factory, or, you know, whatnot. So after the second round of using them for a short period of time, um, it got bad, you know, ear infection, you know, or just irritation. It wasn't an infection, an infection that I would call it this time. It was just an irritation. So I let it go, got it cleared up. And then sure enough, I, um, I decided to just do one earbud. Didn't put both of them in, just put the left earbud in, did the call. Everything was great. Got done about 15, 20 minutes, took them out. And by that night, it, it was my whole side of my left side of my head was hurting and my right ear was fine. So at this point I'm like, okay, there's obviously something with the earbuds. And, uh, so I, I decided to start digging around doing some, some investigating on my own and, and came to find that some other people had had some similar problems. But by the next morning, my ear was, was nearly swollen shut. Like I couldn't put a Q-tip in it. And if I wanted to, uh, and it was, you know, crusty and all gross and everything. So I went to the doctor and they gave me some, uh, prescription eardrops put in, in an oral antibiotic. And that was sometime in the morning by that evening. Um, you know, obviously I hadn't had a whole lot of time for the, the medications to take over, but it, it went, it, it escalated quickly. Um, and I had a ear, you know, I had a, a high fever and everything. And it, and it ended up taking me the better part of a week, um, to get that cleared up with the medications and everything. Uh, and it, it was not good uh, at all. And then unfortunately, so I'd stopped using them entirely. I was like, this is obviously an earbud thing. Stopped using them. And I never had a history of ear problems. So the fact that I was having this just in sort of using these kind of tipped me off um, a little bit. And so uh, I did a little of my own research and kind of watched it for a while and decided that when I got my Z Fold 3, I'd pick up the Buds 2, Galaxy Buds 2. Um, because I enjoyed the the quality, the sound quality, and the fit of the Buds Pro. I was like, maybe it's just those, and like the Buds Two, it's not the Pro. Maybe it's a different material. And so I tried those out, and unfortunately, I had the exact same experience. And and uh, so uh, did a little bit of digging and reached out to some people, and come to find out that I'm uh, I'm not the only person having the problem. Is I, <laughs> I'm just yeah, I'm just like it, dumbfounded. Like, what do you to say? This. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, what? It's, I, it, well, I, I, I wish I. Could. Go ahead, Chris. This is yeah, we, we no, want to hear from you. Yeah, I, it's 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 weird. I'm like it's I I'd never had like I said I've never had ear infection, ear problems, anything like that. I'm sure I did when I was a, was a baby. My my kids have both had. Well, my oldest had the most. He had a bunch of ear problems um, growing up. We we've done two sets of tubes. Had the the adenoids removed for parents who've had to deal with that with their kids. You know, it's not a fun fun thing to deal with. And did that with both of them. And and then even January of 2020. Um, a, a hole that was in his eardrum hadn't healed up. So we took him to the doctor. They did a surgery on his ear and we talked to the ear specialist there. And, and that's kind of where we'd found out about the, you know, the vinegar and alcohol drops. So I was like, Ooh, I'm going to try that. Maybe that some weird pollen bug or something got Marinus was causing this. And, and so I'll use his trick to get rid of it. And, and it's just so strange. I've never dealt with that. And, and when I started piecing together, I'm like, huh, it's only in the ear that I put the earbud in. Yeah. And the more I, more I thought through it, I was like, this is strange. And, and I started finding small reports here and there and a couple of threads on Reddit and, you know, some reports from overseas. Uh, and, and it just kind of started building. And then the more I, the longer it went on. And then when I started tying it to the buds too, as well, I could, you know, it was like, okay, there's obviously something going on here. And that's when I reached out to Samsung and I was like, look, Hey, I need, I need some help here. Here's what's going on. Um, and obviously they're not going to, they didn't outright say, no. Yes, there's an issue with the earbuds um, because you know, <laughs> they wouldn't do that. But 
they they it was to me it was telling when I looked on the message boards and saw a lot of people through the Samsung community boards. And when their moderators would say, Hey, if you're experiencing this, click this link, go straight to our specialist. I'm like, well, that's strange. You know, why not just outwardly say, Hey, this is a problem. Um, and so when I sent Samsung the, you know, my medical records, you know, Sean, I went to the doctor, you know, here's the prescriptions it gave me. I had taken photos of my ear because it was swollen crazy. And I want to see how big this thing was swollen, swelled up. And, uh, you know, so I happened to have that stuff. So I sent it off to him and, and, when they didn't, as soon as I sent it to them, they didn't balk at all. They refunded me, um, told me they'd have their labs examine it. And when I asked, will I find out? And they said, uh, you know, like I'd, I'd put in the article, I'd said this, they basically said, this is a, you know, it's a common enough of an issue. If they find that, that to be true, that information will be sent out, but to keep it on the website. Ah, so do you think it's the, um, like the little silicone part that helps it stay in your ear? Or do you think it's actually like the plastic material in the earbud itself? I, I lean towards it's the plastic part of the earbud. It's either the plastic and or the contacts for the charging points. Um, the reason I say this, because I did, I, that that was one of the first things I thought it was, it could be the ear tips. Um, so I swapped those out. I got some some third-party ear tips, tried them out. And again, I don't, I have zero material allergies like I, that I know of anyways. Um, you know, I've never had problems with silicone or latex or vinyl or any of that kind of stuff. And, and the nickel part, um, which is what some of the people were leaning towards and some of the reports and, and other articles I'd read, um, has suggested this potentially a nickel alloy that's in the contacts for the earbuds. Um, that could be, you know, the uh, ears are, a a sensitive skin. It's a thinner skin. It's, it's going to, it's going to react differently than other parts of your body to different materials. My wife has a bad nickel allergy, um, and her earrings that she'll wear. And, but it's strange. Like I, I, my, I have a degree in metalsmithing jewelry making. And so I worked with a lot of nickel, silver and, and nickel and different metals, um, going through college and never once had any sort of reaction. Um, and I was in a room full of people tinning, um, you know, hammering, heating up, pickling all these different things right. no better problem so it, it could be the my my i lean towards it's it's either the nickel and the charging context or the plastic that they use um is a word i'm going to butcher acilitate um i don't know it's different than what i'd found on the original galaxy buds used in acrylic rather than this other blend of plastics that it could have a, a, a play there as well you know what i think and this is just me the whole backstory here uh, I bought a pair from my wife at the same time Chris got his. And after hearing what, what Chris was going through way back when, when this first started, I'm like, uh-oh. So I mentioned it to my wife, and she noticed that, yeah, if she wears them all day, her ears get itchy and, and just feel it, it very uncomfortable. Uh, I think that's just because they, in my wife's case, they seem, she said they seem to fit tighter than all the other earbuds she's tried, which would mm -hmm. tra trap more moisture and put more pressure there. So maybe it's that in conjunction with the material. And, and I thought that too, like it was, you know, it's like they do fit, you know, they, they seem to have, you know, when I compare them, they're looking at, at um, you know, I don't have my Galaxy Buds Pro anymore because I sent those off, but um, looking at them compared to some of the other earbuds, even the Galaxy Buds original, yeah, the the buds pro and the buds two have seem to have a, a longer stem that reaches further into the ear canal. Um, but the weird thing is, is that my you know a, one aside from the shorter time I was wearing them rather than like an all day, which would which would make more sense to me. Um, the irritation starts on the like the outside part of the ear, um, like where the where 
where the touch controls would be, like just you know, just inside of those where the matte ah. plastic is, rather than on the inside. So the ear infection I ended up with from the from the doctor was an outer ear infection, so it wasn't behind the eardrum, is an outside of that. Um, but the the irritation, the itching, and stuff like that starts on the part, not where the stem would uh, go into the canal itself. It's that's just it's. Uh, <laughs> you know, know what I'm what, just... <laughs> what baffles me the most is you know I'm I'm not a businessman. Hell, I tried my hand at a small business and ran it into the ground and lost all my money quickly. So I'm not going to say I make the right decisions, but if I was Samsung, I would have done anything in my power to find out what's wrong and get it fixed. So I don't have X percentage of the people who buy my product getting ear infections. Uh, The way Samsung handled this really baffles me. It's just a little strange. I mean, I give him credit for, for at least, you know, for, for willing to work with me as far as getting refunded and and not once in this that I, of course I kept it all. It's just, it's just me as a person, as a consumer, I want this fixed. Yeah. Um, it, it's strange. You know, I appreciate that they went, that they did that, but I, I'd seen reports, you know, different people on Reddit, um, and throughout Samsung's, uh, community thread talking about how I didn't have, you know, pictures of my ear or, I, I, I wasn't able, yep. or I couldn't find a report from my doctor or something I could prove that they didn't like what I had. Um, and so Samsung isn't going to help me out. I was lucky that I just happened to document that stuff, um, was able to get taken care of. So some people aren't going to get refunded. In some cases, some people are getting refunded for the product as well as um, any current incurred fees from the doctor's office and stuff. And I do want to say another thing. You've probably read read about this on either our site or any of the other tech news sites out there and you may have went into the comments and seen a lot of garbage uh chris don't do that just don't Um, so i want to get in front of this i'm going to tell you i know chris chris what do you probably used a hundred different pairs of earbuds and you know that earbuds can cause irritation oh yeah Uh, this isn't that chris is also a very healthy outdoorsman tough guy uh he alluded to it he he does metalworking uh, he's not somebody who stays in the basement and is sick all the time. Chris is a healthy young man who knows that earbuds can inflame your ears if you don't do it right or wear them too long, let them get dirty, whatever. None of that applies here. Third, Chris is a Samsung fan, a big Samsung fan. So he's not, this isn't a hit piece against Samsung. This is a, a horrible story of a product that caused a medical issue with somebody who really wanted to use it. And that's all it is. Yeah. It, I mean, it's as much of a, a, you know, documentation of a personal experience in a PSA as any of anything. Uh, like it, it, I've had so many people message me through Twitter and, you know, and I, I did go through the comments of, of the article and, you know, a few of them made me chuckle just how asinine they were. But, yeah. um, I, I, you know, I, it's it's crazy to me how many people have come out and just said, "Oh my goodness!" Like I was, I've been wondering for how long. Like, what's causing this problem? And I've been using these, and maybe that's the problem. Um, and so, you know, it, hopefully, you know, if that people are having these same issues, they can, you know, this will at least give them some information, some some direction uh, to help get something solved, and maybe get retribution for their product. I'm not talking Sue and Samsung, but though there is a class auction lawsuit out there for this thing. Um, but just at least get your money back for your product, if nothing else. And, and, and to be clear, we and Chris didn't have anything to do with starting a class action lawsuit. Oh, no. So you no, you no. can bury that dumb idea, too. This wasn't <laughs> us. These are other people who had the same issues. 
Yeah, it was that was just a bit of information that I when I came across it of how widespread this was. I'm like, well, goodness, this is way bigger than just you know my my dumb self out here using some earbuds and happen to have a weird reaction to them. I wonder um, on the charging uh, contacts part, how many other earbuds have contacts in a similar place? Because I'm looking at pictures of these and they're like mm-hmm. right on the inside, probably where your skin would touch. Yeah, and I I looked at my you know earlier as as we had a we had our our weekly call today, and I've been using you know since since I dropped my um, buds pro and sent them back in the buds two, I typically just grab my old Samsung Galaxy buds because they're still connected to my computer and they work, so I just grab them, pop them in. I know they don't cause me problems, but before I looked at them today, I did take an extra second to look at the contacts just to see, and it, they they seem to be slightly more inset. Than the ones on the Buds Pro. Um, it, I know I didn't compare. Uh, I can you know, take a quick look. I got some skull candy ones here, and they're they're a gold tip rather than silver, so they could be some kind of uh, you know of a brass tinned uh, type of material or something. So I, I don't know. Uh, most of the ones I'm looking at here all have more of a gold. It could be gold. It could be brass. It could be any number of materials, uh, including the the high dollar Samsung or not Samsung Sony, um, uh, whatever that long name is. Yeah, yeah good luck Sony's model w- numbers. WTFX3, whatever. That's pretty much it. WF1000XM4s. Even those use a gold a gold plating on their contact tip. So it could be, you know, it could be the contacts using a nickel coating on them, which is one of the theories. The other could be the plastics. The old Galaxy Buds that I use have used for the last few years now have the silver. I don't know if it's nickel or or some other alloy on the contacts for those as the same color they do seem to be slightly more inset but it also isn't a matte plastic and it's an acrylic base from what i could find rather than the the new acylate or whatever the plastic is they use on the the buds pro and buds 2 yeah i don't know i i I have a couple of pairs of wireless earbuds um i mean I've, i've never run into this either i i'm not exactly uh I would say as much of an expert on it as maybe you are, because I just haven't used as many. But I know that the worst thing I've ever had happen is, you know, maybe they're tight. And after a while, my ears get irritated from them being in there. But that's about it. So I don't yeah, know. I kind of is... wish I'd, I'd have thought about this before. Um, you know, it, it popped in my mind, actually, while I was while I was writing up the article is I've seen some you know different things, whether they're earbuds or other artic- other devices where you can get. A, a silicone like sleeve for it. Um, I'd be curious to see if there's some way to, to to cover that up. Like if I was to be able to get some kind of silicone or material to cover that plastic part up. And so it's just the, the silicone ear tip um, in my ear and the rest of the earbud was covered up. And if I could wear that and if I would get a reaction or not. Um, so that would, that would kind of help focus that uh, a little bit more, I guess. You know, I, I appreciate that you want to do that and I'm sure everybody does. Don't do it. Just <laughs> write those off. Don't don't ever put those in your ear again. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, I you know, out of all the theories out there, including the one I, I, I said earlier, I think nickel is probably it. I mean, you you know, you said you work with nickel. Nickel's a mm-hmm. very popular way to, or coating for, you know, electrical contacts because it's almost as good as gold and it's a hundred times cheaper. It's corrosion resistant, but it can be affected by moisture and human sweat can be weird and 
you mix those two things together, there's no telling what it can do to the sensitive skin, you know, in the inside of your ear, not, not necessarily down in the canal, but the outside inside of your ear, inside the little whirls where they touch. That's just, that, that makes the most sense. Uh, I know a lot of people are really sensitive to nickel. Uh, maybe Samsung can just, you know, revamp that. Charge $20 more and, and put gold contacts in it, and nobody will get ear infections from the contacts. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's strange to me. Like, I, I it really, I, I really didn't want it to be, <laughs> I didn't want it to be me, um, but I really didn't want it to be the earbuds because I, I, I liked them. They were comfortable. They sounded great. Um, I was excited to use them and then the buds too. And I tried to replace them with those and at every, at every turn, everything just kept pointing to it's, it's, it's the things you're sticking in your ears. It's these earbuds. Right. And, and this actually reminds me a bit of, um, what Facebook, I guess at the time <laughs> went through with the quest Two recall yeah. in, yeah. uh, I think that started in late July and then it was most of August essentially. And, I think there was something like yeah. five or 6,000 reports in the U.S. of people having, you know, pretty extreme skin irritation from that foam. And it's, you know, it's funny because it's like you think about our phones, right? You know, a phone touches your hand, goes in your pocket. It doesn't the most it touches your skin normally aside from your hand would be your face. And that's just glass. So I guess as long as the coating isn't irritating, there's not really any risk of a phone causing a problem like this, whereas earbuds, you know, uh, VR headsets, stuff like that. It comes in a lot more contact with you for a lot longer term. And, and it's watch bands yeah, is know. another one. Right. Watch uh, bands, I, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yep. I see stuff come with watch bands. My, my youngest is he's got pretty sensitive skin. We do a little bit of eczema here and there. And, and um, he's right, got, yeah. you know, a, a little Garmin Vivo fit junior three fitness tracker thing uh, that he loves to play with and, and wear around. And we've swapped the bands a few times and they're just silicone. But after a few days, like he'll get, he'll get some irritation. And I know just, you know, adults and, and you know, individuals that'll have problems with their which watch bands. And sometimes it's the material, the band itself. And other times kind of going back to the earbuds with the nickel coating. Um, it's a coating that's used on all sorts of stuff from all kinds of jewelry, which includes watch band clasps. Yep. Um, they'll, they'll coat that stuff with the nickel. Cause it looks Looks just as nice as stainless steel or you know sterling silver or something like that, but it's again way cheaper. But it yeah. has the allergic po- properties to it. Yeah, I don't know. It's wearables are definitely uh, an interesting thing, especially for manufacturer to figure out, just because there are so many things that people are allergic to. I mean, like you know, my my son has gone through several bouts of being allergic to gluten, sort of not allergic to gluten. Like we have dairy issues. Like I think of all sorts of crazy things that people have to deal with. And it's, I don't know. I, I, I'm just hoping that, you know, you can find a better pair. I guess you already have your old ones. Right. And then mm-hmm. hopefully they yeah. could figure this out. So this doesn't happen again. Cause it's, uh, bizarre and terrible at the same time. Yeah. It is big of a company as Samsung is, and I'm sure as much testing as they do, you know, they're, they're a business, you know, and they're, they're trying to produce the best products as cheaply as they can and make as many people happy as the same time as they can. But, you know, it could be, a, you know, maybe just an extra step to, to uh, take into consideration the materials they are using and the widespread uh, allergic potential for some people, if it nickel was the case or, or the other plastic it could be. Yeah, that, that's another thing. I, I get it. Uh, there is an acceptable number here that, you mm-hmm. know, maybe 2% of the people who buy this product are going to have a reaction to it. 
and that's okay with Samsung. That means that 98% of the people will be happy with it. Right. But you can't just write off that 2%. There needs to be a warning on the package. And I, I, I think I shared it with you, Chris, and you found something online. There is kind of a warning in the the manual about it, they could cause irritation. But it, it sounds more like they mean the regular irritation that any earbuds can cause if you put them in dirty or leave them in too long. But that, the, I, yeah, that's what I would love to see from Samsung. Right on the outside of the package and on the website where you order them that this product contains this, this, and this, and it has been shown to cause issues in a small number of users. So if you have sensitive skin or think you may be, you know, suspect to a reaction, you know, here are other products that don't contain these materials that we think you'll like. That would that would make me so happy to see, and that would make Samsung the good guy in this case. Uh, sure. Shr- yeah. Shrugging your shoulders and having secret committees that deal with it instead of dealing with it out in the open does not make me happy. No. And, you know, just, uh, this just, just for grins, I did a quick, quick Google on how common nickel allergies are. Um, the American Academy of Dermatology says more than 18% of people in North America are allergic to have oh, allergic dear. reaction to nickel. Oh, so, wow. you know, for, for just, you know, if something as simple as a, a watch band or, you know, anything that's touching your skin for an extended period of time, if there's that, high of a percentage it's maybe something you stick in your ear for a sensitive sensitive skin yeah. like an ear um you know people aren't going to put it in for a song and take it out like you know 30 minutes of a, a quick call or you know a workout or you know an all day you know keep me focused on what i'm supposed to do and i'm listening to you know chants or something um you know Maybe not use that material. Yes, yeah, scratch what I said. That's just dumb. <laughs> you, you know, n- nickel is fine on the points in my old truck because I'm not putting them in my ear. Right. But 18%, I, I had no high. idea. That's, yeah. Whew, wow. Yeah. I I would say, if nothing, uh, if you are experiencing some sort of irritation with a thing you are wearing, uh, take it seriously. <laughs> don't, oh, definitely. Don't, don't just shrug it off and, and you know, say maybe it's something else. I, I think what Chris did to test it was was smart. And as soon as you figured it out, I was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm not using these anymore. And that was that was great. So definitely gave me a whole new appreciation for all the pain when my my young, my oldest was going through ear infections when he was one, two, three years old. You know, screaming yeah. baby. It hurts. He's it's the worst thing he's ever experienced. He's a baby. Uh, right. Yeah, I, I got it when I was 39 years old and it, it hurt really bad. <laughs> yeah. And it's a sensitive part of your body, too. It sucks. I, I had ear infections all the time when I was a kid. I do not miss them. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm glad it cleared up. And I hope that this doesn't cause you to be more susceptible to ear infections in the future because it could. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. It, you know, that's the bad, the worst thing. Yeah. Could could uh, go ahead and raise or increase the chance of, you know reactions to to other materials that i wouldn't have before because you know this decided to amp it up i don't know we'll see so far so far it's been good i've i've been irritation free for the last couple of months so uh hopefully it continues but but anyway if you take nothing else away from this keep your earbuds clean people boom for sure you go because this can happen to you with any earbuds if you let them get all gunky and nasty yes Uh, you know, unfortunately, with the Buds 2 and the Buds, well, I don't want to say the wrong one. It was the Buds Pro, Pro and Pro, the 2. Yeah. It seems like it can call it be caused even when they're clean, and that's just not good. 
Ah, I just love that sound. It means I've given in to temptation and bought another snug, snarky shirt or bought more vintage stoneware for my kitchen through Shopify. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses, so upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere and can scale your business from startup to powerhouse. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed, from down the street to around the globe. It means that when I come across a site that I maybe haven't heard of before, because it's powered by Shopify, I already have a login and my info is already saved. Even better, Shopify stores can enable Google Pay on their site, turning your retail therapy into one-click happiness and enabling me to go on a spree at Sockology for new knee-high socks. After all, winter is coming. Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses, from first sale to full scale, allowing you to reach customers across social networks with an ever-growing suite of integrations and apps. More than a store, Shopify grows with you, giving insights and detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and more. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com ACP, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash ACP right now. Shopify.com slash ACP. Okay, so from one bizarre thing to another completely different (laughs) bizarre thing. Uh, So apparently Motorola is now the number three manufacturer of phones in the U.S. Um, This is going by... I believe units shipped, although, you know, all these different research companies use different metrics on how they track this market share data. But in any case, Motorola has been really pushing this line about how they're number three now. They have other data to back it up. So in, you know, whatever you're going by, they're number three now, right behind, well, not really right behind, about half or slightly less than Samsung's numbers. And then, you know, of course, Apple is number one in the U.S. and has been for a while. But... It's interesting how Motorola got here. I don't know. Have Have you all used a Motorola phone recently? Hell no. I ain't giving them a penny. Nope, but I have no. one coming to me soon. Well, I'm yeah, sorry. Was, can, can you talk about yeah. which one or no? No. Okay. All right. I figured I'd ask. Partially because I, also... I can't remember, but partially because <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if I can or not. So I'm just going to well. go and know. Yeah, so that's that's part of the issue, right? All right, so this year in 2021, Motorola, at least in the U.S., has only released either entry-level or mid-range phones. Um, the edge sort of teeters on <laughs> the edge uh-huh, of mid-range and premium, I suppose, just depending on which spec you look at. But for the most part, it's considered a mid-range phone. And I would say with most of these models, you could probably realistically find another phone that is either the same price or thereabouts that is better than uh, most of Motorola's offerings. One of the issues that they've had for some time are updates, right? We've, I think, pretty much all of their phones that launched this year um, either launched with an older version of Android or even if it launched with the most current version, they only said you're going to get, you know, maybe Android 12. Um, like the Moto G power that the second one this year that just came out just launched with android 11 it's getting android 12 at some point probably at this time next year to be honest and then it's going to get i think they're at two years of security updates for most of their phones now some of them are a little bit better than that which isn't too bad i'll at least give them that it's nice to see improvement on that front because i think there were several years is that 
updates every 90 days for two years or one update two years later. Right. And that's it. I don't know. Um, I mean, they can promise all they want, at least on the edge. Right. They said quarterly. So that right. would be every three months. Right. Whatever. Um, which which isn't too bad. That's that's fine. I mean, that, that's, that's good enough. It's not perfect, but yes. it's good enough. And and I feel like that's been sort of the mantra with most of these phones, really. They're in many cases good enough for a $200 phone, for a $250 phone. They're not going to make you smile when you use them. They might make you want to throw them against the wall. <laughs> but for the most part, they work. And it it's interesting to see how many of the factors played into their success. And really, I feel like none of them involved anything that Motorola actually did. So you had, yeah. and, and I, that's the funny thing, right? Yeah, go ahead. M- Motorola moved up and sell, they sell more phones and, and they make worse products. Uh, <laughs> remember the original Moto G? I, yep. I know you were around, Nick. That was a nice little phone for 200 bucks. Uh, I recommended that phone to everyone. I mean, you know, don't spend, this is funny, $500 on a flagship <laughs> phone. That's too much money. Buy God, this one for $200. Uh, and the phones they make today are worse in every way. Right. I, and I mean, and is I, it, it almost seems like, like, is it, this might sound really, really cruddy of me to say about them, but, you know, Marola used to be one of the, the companies that everybody loved. You know, they, they, they yeah. kind of really kickstarted the boom for Android with the original Moto Droid. And they, they did a lot of great things. Um, But it kind of feels like lately they're, they're basically a glorified white label phones, at least in the U S like they're, they're products that they produce. Like if, if blue made the phone that, that Motorola (laughs) made, you wouldn't even blink. You would be like, yeah, it's a blue phone. Right. It's because it says Motorola on the back that they they're they've got that gravitas and and, and it's like and, and Nick I'm looking at your your article right here and it says Motorola believes it's a brand that people have a deep emotional attachment to and and I know you know and and it says it's working to keep people guessing what's coming down the pike. I'm not sure that's a good good thing for Motorola because we keep guessing is like are you going to release something good, right? Or are you going to release another phone that you're going to release and then say. We'll give you a couple updates over the next two years and, you know, good luck. But, but hey, you only spent 200 bucks. Right. And, you know, I'm a big, I, I really like seeing security updates because, I don't know, not that I think I'm going to get hacked. I think that's just how I'm wired inside. But bug fixes too. You ship a phone that has a bug in it and you don't update that phone to fix that bug until nine months later. That's bad. That's really bad. <laughs> the old Motorola would have never done that. You know, you mentioned the droid. Uh, man, if they had found a bug in the droid Verizon and Motorola would have jumped on it and two weeks later, you'd have got a fix for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and they, they definitely, and I think that is one thing they have going for them is their reputation over the years. I mean, you know, 20 years ago, they built bricks that made phone calls. You couldn't destroy them. Right. Like, Everybody remembers that. It's like Nokia. It's the same kind of thing. Everybody knows that name and go, oh, yeah, that's the phone I had 20, 30 yeah. years ago that this is the company, probably still works today, you know? This is the company that invented the cell phone. Right. I, I mean, they have a huge history behind them. So it's kind of sad to see that name being watered down the way it is. And that's the thing. It's just the name. Motorola, the company back then, no longer exists. 
Uh, Google ripped them apart, sold off what they didn't want, and now it's it, they're the IBM ThinkPad. It's, it's of, Lenovo's of US 2010s. Yeah, it's and, just a mess. I mean, it's basically so Lenovo bought them in 2014, right? Um, it, it Lenovo had zero that presence in the US. Yeah, it was that. I actually looked it up for this article, and I was like, Goodness. "Wow, it was that long ago! Holy crap!" Anyway, so yeah. They had no presence in the U.S. effectively, as far as smartphones are concerned. They really had no hope of getting a U.S. presence. And I don't think they even do now if you don't count the Motorola name. Um, but, you know, if you look at the market share that that I sort of highlighted in this article, just at the end of last year, only 3% of smartphones shipped in the U.S. are Motorola branded. As of just, you know, quarter two of this year, that's up to 12%. And in that time span, you had, you know, LG is no longer making smartphones. So that's out of the picture. They obviously shipped a ton of low end and, and mid range phones like the Stylo and things like that. Right. So those are pretty much gone. And those are all like, the, you know, that you go into a T-Mobile store or whatever, and I only have 300 bucks to buy a phone. Well, you're probably going to get an LG phone. Right. So nowadays, well, LG is not here. So you'll get a Motorola phone instead. And then, of course, you had the other. Maybe more of on the unlock side, you had Huawei and ZTE and, and some of these other companies that have either been removed from the market because they're now designated as national threats by the government or some other reason that they're not making phones or they're not selling them in all the channels they can. Because you could still buy a ZTE phone at Walmart, right? But there's probably not as many people looking for a ZTE phone. Yeah, it, if they're going to look at Motorola versus ZTE and it's the same $200, they're probably going to pick Motorola because they know the name. Right. ZTE is no longer the white label powerhouse for like cricket <laughs> right. and boost that they used to be. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, I wouldn't be surprised to see TCL overtaking most of that stuff just because so many people have TCL TVs that they spent 200 bucks on and are happy yep. with. And at that point, I wouldn't be surprised to see TCL overtake Motorola in market share. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this pans out beyond this year, because I think, you know, again, this isn't really anything that Motorola has done specifically. It's sort of just happened to them. And it'll be interesting to see this time next year if they still are number three, if they haven't changed anything. But and at, go ahead. I, I was going to say, I know they told you that, you know, they have these plans, they're they're all the companies do it about how they're going to be great again to use that term. <laughs> right. Uh, it, it, I, I don't, I don't believe that. I, I believe that they were just happy to ride the coattails and ride that wave of watching is there, as one company dies, our market share gets a little higher. Yep. And they're probably just cheering on to see other companies die instead of trying to innovate themselves out of the number three is, is kind of misleading. It's a whole. It's what twenty points percentage points behind Samsung, right? Yeah, it, it's you know, it's a fair bit behind Samsung. It's bare they, they they sell barely more phones than Google does. So there you go. We all know how few phones Google sells, and Motorola <laughs> well, is only selling a, a, a percentage point or two more. So it's not like a huge number of, of people are 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 running rushing out to buy a Motorola phone. So. I, I, I don't I don't believe them when they has, tell us about these plans they have. Yeah, and I think it's it's also worth noting, I, I guess, again, going for the whole it's not like they really did much. 
phones that were released this year were planned last year, maybe even in right. 2019, depending on which phone we're talking about, right? So these these aren't decisions that were made back in April when LG cut loose and everyone was like, oh, you know, hey, let's let's release five new phones to take LG's spot in the market. No, that's that's not how it works, right? This these phones that are coming out were planned last year. So again, this sort of happened to them. And then I guess the question now is, will we see a proper flagship from them? One that's actually interesting, right? Next year. Well, I I think all the rumors point to one. I, I don't know how interesting it'll be because at the end of the day, it's it's from Motorola. It's just got better specs. It's still a Motorola phone that, you know, it's a crapshoot. Are the bugs going to get fixed or are they not going to get fixed? Right. That's not the way to do it. Make your flagship, do that, and then pump resources into it. Go into debt. Uh, and and that, that that that's that's how Samsung got where it is. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, if they were serious about wanting to become a big flagship manufacturer again, I, I think you're right. We would see them doing something differently, but I really don't think they are. Um, you know what puzzles me the most, Nick, is they had that sweet partnership with Amazon. I wonder what happened to that relationship. Do you think Amazon just, uh, this isn't working for us, or, you know, they just couldn't come together on a way to do it? Because it wasn't, what, Two or three years ago, you could go buy those unlocked Alexa-powered phones made by Motorola and LG, and, you know, they were the same phone. They just had ads, and they were super cheap, and it's just not a thing anymore. Yep. Um, (laughs) Your parent. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. She she has a mind of her own. She wants to be on the podcast. I figured I would just let everybody know what that was. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's I, not a child. Not she a learned child. that, but it's it's not really a child. It's it's a bird trying to act like one. Yes. Um. What what I'd like to see is you know we we've lost LG. Um. I, I'd like to see Motorola turn into the next LG. You know, not disappear. Um. Sorry, Derek. <laughs> right. But I'd like to see you know look, Motorola has you know the name, um, and they have TCL with the they're they they're a bigger company than many people may realize. They've got the they've got the money and they've got the history. They I'd like to see them take some chances and build some build some products and you know they they did the razor and it had some some great things about it that it just they didn't continue to support it. Um, they they did what they've done with their budget phones and they pulled the same thing on their you know crazy foldable razor. Um, but I'd like to see them like they they could be a company that could that has the history and the know how to actually produce unique in quality products um if they could just back the thing the the razor is what really was my final straw with motorola yeah it wasn't great but neither was the first fold no you know motorola could have doubled down fixed what was wrong with it because i really wanted one yes i still love the way they look it's just i'm never gonna buy one because of the company that makes it it's like that tcl flip phone that got like they canceled at the last minute because the right. flip three just was going to blow it completely out of the water. Yeah. Yeah. But Motorola definitely needs to, I would love, love, love to see them come out with another flagship, like a true, like they released something. I think it was a G 200, but yes. it's only in like Latin America and Europe. And it's got yeah. the Snapdragon eight eighty eight plus, but it's got an LCD panel, which is meh, but I just want to see Motorola do something other than what it's doing. 
Yeah, I, I would have loved to have seen that come to North America. I'm, I'm with you. Right. That thing basically seems like uh, the Edge, but with a better processor, at least based on the specs that I read on it. The, the better processor, though, in t- today, that means better photographs, better audio, better everything. Right. Yeah. And, and that's that's the thing. Um, you know, when, when I was using the Edge and I reviewed it, the phone itself is fine. It's fast. I mean, it uses, I forget which processor, one of the Snapdragon 700 processors, right? It's got 144 hertz screen. It's an LCD, but at 144 hertz, you know, whatever, it's it's fine. Um, it, it, the cameras themselves, at least on a spec sheet, are they look really good. But then when I started taking pictures of it, they didn't look really good anymore, right? <laughs> like even, even with a lot of the um, things that Motorola has fixed in the camera part of the software over the years, they just... I don't know that I I don't see those those doing well when priced against something like a pixel where you're basically getting, you know, more or less the same phone experience, but with a way better camera. And, it, it you know, something like the edge is impossible to recommend next to a pixel. And in most cases, you're going to find a pixel for way less money too. you get like a four a or something or five a or whatever, you know. Yeah, but yeah. the difference there is you can buy a Motorola phone. A Google phone, you have to get a pre-order in as soon as they announce it, or you have to wait six weeks. Yeah, but would and you that, recommend that's the problem? Would you recommend something like the Edge over a a four A five A? No. Oh uh, hell no! So I mean, wait five ex- weeks exactly. <laughs> so you, I mean, even those, I, don't, I mean, like a four A, you're not going to have that much of a wait. And you know, aside from you know a, a cost part of it, and then you you have the cameras on top of it, and you have software support. Right. And the support is something that I feel like whenever I talk about phones, I almost always forget to mention that, at least from the get go, because at least being a Pixel user for a while and now being a Samsung user, I'm just used to it. I'm used to having those updates and it's not a big deal anymore. Whereas five years ago, that was the first thing everyone talked about when they were looking for a new phone. They're like, oh, well, I even get the next version of Android. Who knows? You know, it's that so that that problem has been fixed with so many manufacturers, but not as much with Motorola. They they still are updating, and you know, like you said, with a two hundred dollar phone, how much support can you really hope for beyond security updates after you spend two hundred bucks on a phone? Because two hundred bucks now is not what it bought you five years ago, ten years ago, whatever. This is you know a but, much cheaper phone. But updates, uh, up, updates means a lot more than the next version of Android or a security patch. And, uh, yes, look, correct. Look because at, like you said, with bug fixes. Yeah, look at look at the Pixel 6. What, we've had three <laughs> updates right. since it was released? Uh, Ooh. You know, well, that's what they say. I haven't gotten this la- latest, <laughs> so last gotten one. Either. I haven't got the latest one either. We'll talk about that in a bit. But uh, they... You know, relatively minor things. The phone always worked. It was just convenience things that were broken. Uh, they they quickly got them patched. What if they hadn't? Then, you know, three, four months from now, they still hadn't. What do right. you do then? It's, you're not going to get your money back. There's nothing you can do except deal with it. Pretty much. Yep. And I, I mean, I guess the last thing I want to say about Motorola is they are purportedly doubling their R&D money, which I don't really think that means anything for next year, but maybe 2023, we'll see some interesting stuff from them. I mean, so I, they're going to spend $6 instead of three. That's right. No, I don't know. You I got their reform. No, I'm just, yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I hope, I hope they, they double down hard. 
I, I want them to get back to where they used to be. Yeah, and it would be nice because I like I liked the idea of the Moto Z, right? I mean, it, that one maybe didn't pan out for one reason or another, but like that, that phone was so cool. Yeah, it, I went, to, like that, you had I went this, to that launch event. That phone, yes. well, I still miss that phone. Yes, that's one of like my favorite. I don't know, unique phones over the years. It was just, it was awesome. I loved the concept. They didn't really do a whole lot with the modular thing, but maybe they can do better next time, you know? And then, of course, like you said, with the Razor, everybody knows a Razor. A lot of people want a Razor. It just has to not suck. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, the last Motorola phone I used was a Moto Z Play 2. That was, it was my phone for my my, my day job. Um, and once they finally upgraded me to what I have now, which is a, a Galaxy S10, um, the first thing I did is a start, I got to keep the Z Play 2. So I went and found some of the modules, the moto mods after, you know, after they'd been out for three years. Um, and now it's, I've got a projector and a speaker and a little projector. We take us when we go on our camping trips and <laughs> we watch movies outside of our camper with the moto Z play two and the moto <laughs> mod projector on it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's such a cool concept. I want to see them do that stuff again. So please moto, please do it again. All right. Software updates. Now we're on to Samsung. Um, one UI 4 just launched on the Galaxy S21. So if you've got a Galaxy S21 and you somehow have not gotten it yet, you should be getting it momentarily. And then Samsung also revealed the update schedule. So we're talking Galaxy S21, like I said, right now. Next month in December, the Z Fold 3 and the Z Flip 3 are getting one UI 4. And this is the Android 12 based uh, version of, I don't know, what do we even call these anymore? Flavor of Android, version of Android. What what is the terminology anymore? I who knows. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Skin. I'm like I I can't even keep track anymore. Like what 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 words do we not want to use that are like offensive or gross sounding anymore for these things? I, I, I guess Samsung's the right way interface. To... That's right, Samsung's interface. Okay, I like you, that. Yeah, well, One UI four built atop of Android twelve core. Beautiful. would be the way I would describe it, but that's way too long to say. Yeah, whatever. One UI 4 is coming out. There you go. There so you yeah, go. this year's foldables, December, and then the Galaxy S20, Note 20, Note 10, and last year's foldables are going to be in January. We have a whole list. I'm not going to go through all of them on the site, so check it out if you have an older Samsung device than that, and uh, you'll be getting that soon. But I know I've been using the... Um, one UI four on the S21 for a little while here. It's not my daily driver, so I can't speak too much to it. But I actually, I really like um, what Samsung has done. Because like in the first beta, there was not a whole lot of, of color changing going on. But I feel like as it went on and now with the final release, you definitely have um, some of that material you look in there without actually looking like material you, right? Which is fine because I've, about a surprising number of people that hate the look. Like some people are really adamant about, oh, it's disgusting. I hate it. I want it off my phone. I don't, I, I, <laughs> I've been really surprised at like how strong the opinions are on that design. So I, like I get, okay, on uh, the quick toggles, right? You pull your notification shade down. You typically have six, maybe eight on some phones, something like that. On Android 12 on a Pixel, you only have four, which is uh, not great. <laughs> it's, it, it's it's strange because, I mean, the Pixel, especially the the Pro, it's as big as a sheet of plywood. I mean, that thing's huge. 
you would think they, they could put 15 of them up there. But they also have to be huge because the the screen density is is so tight. If they were normal, you wouldn't be able to read them. So, you know, nobody wants to bring their phone close to their face. You want to know what it is from an arm's length. So, yeah. you know, I don't know how you fix it, but it wasn't like this. I'm looking at mine now, and, and the text is it. I mean, other than before, it was just the icon. Now they have the, the word internet beside the yes. little icon. Um, but the text isn't necessarily big and bold and there's a lot of white space to the right of that word internet and flashlight and bluetooth like they could they could condense that bound put the word underneath the symbol shrink that white space out of it and add another row of icons no what i meant was if you go in like for the people that are old and don't see well and bump the ui scaling up there needs to be room to make those letters bigger i see i see yeah so that's I think that's why they're so huge. That's my guess. I mean, either that or, you know, maybe they just that was open bar Friday, the day they designed that or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And that in any case, Samsung did not adjust the sizing, at least that I can recall. Of course, I don't have my S21 with me right now, but um I'm looking at my uh fold three. And far as I can recall, it's pretty similar. At the very least, it is not four. It is much more than four. It's at least six on the One UI version of Android 12, which I, I know will make several people happy. And then I also really like the way Samsung did the color picking for the wallpaper because I feel like it's a little bit better than uh, what Google did. There's at least a fifth option. And I like the way it picks colors better. I think my favorite... And I'm trying to remember which manufacturer it was. If it was, I think it was Oppo. Um, there's you can actually pick like you you tap on the part of the wallpaper you want to extrude the colors from, and it gives you a selection based on that. Versus, you know, with most of these Google's and Samsung's versions, you set a wallpaper and it just decides for you. Like, okay, well, we think this is primarily blue, so here's a bunch of blues and maybe like a green or something like that that goes with it. That would be semi-complementary. <laughs> I I had to stop using my S21 when the first beta landed because Project Phi and when they tried to add eSIM, it just busted everything. Ah, uh, okay. Now that it's complete, does it give you more than one option of color swatches to choose from like Google does? Or is does it just pick the colors it thinks are best and apply them? Mm, I'd have to look. I think because it just I think, I think it just picks them. I, I, you know, I, I actually like that better. Uh, I know user choice is a good thing, but nine times out of 10, somebody who's actually went to school for, you know, design and knows how to do this is going to be able to program it to pick the right colors and just let it happen. Yeah. Just, that's... just lay back and let it happen. Yeah. I like the idea of what Nick said that Oppo is doing, like the, the kind of a yeah. combined of giving the cut, giving the consumer a little more of a, control like hey okay pick where you would like to pull colors from and we'll give you the best colors that complement that area the best yeah i think that's probably a good way to meet in the middle especially depending on you know what background you have on your phone so i don't i know I, I would like to try that and see if i could break it make it ugly and horrible i'll bet i could <laughs> probably, <laughs> I probably could. It'd, be, do it. it'd be pretty fun all right so we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break i should have taken one earlier but uh yeah we'll be right back and we'll talk some pixel stuff. 
Research is an essential part of my work and my life. In order to present our readers with the best Pixel 6 cases, I need to make sure they're well-made and long-lasting. If your search to find the right people for your team is turning up nothing, there's another way to do it. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is an unbelievably powerful hiring tool you can use to attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't struggle to find high-quality candidates on your own. Indeed helps you hire the right people right now. It'll even guide you through every step of the hiring process, from finding talent with the needed skills through instant match, assessments, and virtual interviews. After all, there's nothing worse than going through a great resume and a wonderful interview before realizing that a candidate isn't trained on the systems that you use. Training that can often take months that you don't have. Assessments let star applicants shine with tests for everything from coding to cooking. You pick what skills you want tested, and Indeed will give you a clear view of the talent's abilities. This also frees up time during the interview because you already know what skill level they already have, so you can spend more time talking about what matters to you and your team. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com ACP. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash ACP. Indeed.com slash ACP. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Alrighty, we're back. And Pixel 6. So we have, uh, we got a couple new issues that are maybe been identified. Uh, so the first one is network speed, right? So... Apparently, at least based on several tests we've seen and our own conclusions as well, the Pixel 6 and the Pro, I guess specifically, falls a bit short on 5G speeds when compared to the Galaxy S21. So in this particular set of tests, this was actually done by PC Mag in this article. The S21, uh, in many cases, really handily beat it. So you're talking like in one of the tests, the Pixel 6 pulled, that's a gig down, which is which is nuts, okay? Like, I don't even know what to say about that. But yeah, then the S21, for... yeah, then the S21 went and pulled 2.3 gigs. Okay, all right, well, <laughs> do you really need 2.3 gigs? I don't know. But the fact that it's more than twice as fast, in at least a few of these um, examples is, uh, I don't think worrisome is the right word, but it's definitely a little strange. I know uh, uh, when we were, you know, looking at, at, at what PC Mag did and wanted to check it out ourselves, uh, my, my wife uses an S21 as well. It, uh, I use T-Mobile and I'm in a weird spot where it's sub 6 5G plus midband if your phone supports it. There is a big difference between the S21 and the Pixel 6. I don't, I, I've no, not even looked. I don't know if the 6 Pro even supports mid-band the way T-Mobile's using it. Uh, if not, that explains it, the, the speed differences, but it's also the connection strength. That's more concerning to me than the speed. Right. I mean, on sub-6 5G, my Pixel 6 Pro is, you know, 16, 18 megabits per second, and but that's by no means fast. That's plenty fast enough for what I need. And, you know, a Samsung phone without the, the mid-band is maybe going to be 28, 30. That's twice as fast. That's probably uh, makes a difference to a lot of people. To me, it doesn't. I don't download big, huge things with my phone, so I really don't care. But the connection strength, uh, you walk in the door and 
on the Pixel 6, if I walk into the door of my house, the connection drops. Not just the, the little indicator at the top. You can actually go in with apps that measure and give you the raw numbers. Your connection strength drops considerably, whereas on the Samsung phone, it doesn't drop nearly as much. So that that's a little more concerning to me than the speeds. I would agree. Because, yeah, I mean, like like we said, it, that okay, the result I gave was the top result. Most of these are in the double digits, right? But even right. even a lot of those are like, you know, the, the Pixel 6 Pro got 37 megabits down and the S21 got 94 in one of these examples that, yeah. you know, again, that, that's, that's that means, cherry picking, but still. But but that means more than 1.5 gigabytes to 2.5 because. Yes. Yeah, that's where you even, actually feel it. Okay. Well, I guess y- your phone doesn't, the internal bandwidth and the electronics isn't fast enough to keep up with 1.5 gigabytes per second. So at that point, it doesn't matter. Ignore those tests. That's stupid. Just as <laughs> right. stupid as all these carriers telling you you're going to get three gigabytes per second. No, you're not. You, you might get that network speed, but your phone's going to throw half of that and data then, away because it couldn't process it and yeah. re-download it. And then you'll hit your data cap and it'll be, you know, yeah. a, a 20th but, of that speed anyway. So whatever. Right. But the <laughs> difference between 10 megabytes bits per second and 50 megabits per second is very something that that could affect you yeah depending on how you use your phone right so i don't i feel like that's just going to be a hardware thing i don't know if they can fix that in software i think that's a qualcomm thing yeah qualcomm got in early they own it the way they charge people i mean i I wouldn't want to pay an extra 300 dollars for my six pro just so it could license qualcomm tech no screw them Yep, pretty you much. Know, Samsung can get it figured out eventually. This is their first real try in the in North America, and you know uh, it, maybe it's not great, but it's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, and 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 like you said, I mean, for the most part, these speeds, yeah, you might notice them, but I don't know that most people are really going to care. It's not not enough. And and going on that with with the next sort of Pixel Six, I suppose, issue topic, right? Is <laughs> It's the charging speed. <laughs> Sorry, so, real, real quick, Nick. I, yeah, I just yeah. got a question. Jerry might be able to answer this or you as well. I, I, I'd i be curious to see, because a lot of the Samsung Exynos phones, like we don't get those in the U.S. Right. I'd be curious if we could use a, an S21 Exynos model in the U.S. or a Pixel 6 Pro and an Exynos uh, S21 and see if they have similar performance I as saw far as somebody network speeds. commenting on this. I think it was maybe at The Verge. Uh, they're in Europe, and they did that exact test: sub six Exynos versus uh, Tensor. No, no measurable differences. Cool. I was just wondering. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, charging speed. Right. This has been. Uh, gosh, I don't know. Since poor messaging. Yeah, that's what this is. Well, there's a lot of things that are poor messaging with this phone right now. Screen protectors yeah. and all that as well, but. Um, Charging speed, right? So that new Google charger says 30 watts on the Pixel 6. (laughs) The Pixel 6 spec sheet. There we go. Get all the S's out. It says 30 watts, and that's really for the Pro, right? So once you hook up these chargers, well, they don't really do 30 watts. They do more like 23, 22. And even then, that's only on the first 50%. And then past that, it drops off a cliff, right? It goes way slower. And I know we ran an article a while ago where basically it's like 10 minutes difference between the 18-watt and the 30-watt chargers, which means 
don't bother with 30 watt chargers, especially if it costs way more. It just doesn't make sense. So, you know, Google finally issued a statement about this. They have a little blog post sort of detailing what they're doing. At in the end, at the end of the day, though, it's still slower charging than the S21, which was 25 watt. And a lot of people kind of hemmed and hawed about that when you have, you know, other phones doing 65 watt, I don't know, 100 watt, some crazy Xiaomi phones doing 200 watt, you know, like that. There are some nutso numbers out there. And this thing's like, you know, a fifth, half, something like that of a lot of these other flagship phones. And it takes, I don't know, two something hours sometimes to charge a Pixel 6 Pro to full if it's all the way empty because you hit that 50%, which I think their point was 50% is fine when you're just topping up. If you're charging from zero to 100%, you probably don't care that it takes two hours anyway. They would rather have your battery last three or four years, you know, however long it's going to last versus, hey, we're going to dump the wattage in this thing and kill your battery in a year and a half. So, yeah, but like (laughs) I said last week, Huawei or Oppo and, you know, OnePlus and Xiaomi, they they figured it out. Right. I I expect Google, the the $2 trillion company, to be able to figure it out, too. Yeah, and I I don't want to rehash the same conversation too much because I don't really want to spend too much time on it. But yeah, it's they have acknowledged it is a I guess we'll say a problem. Right. And, you know, (sighs) well, no, it was just poor messaging again today. If you read the thing, first off, they said using the 30 watt Google charger. No, 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 no. Using a 25 watt cheapo charger you can buy from Amazon can fit right in there where they say to use the 30 watt pixel charger. Right. Because again, that, it that doesn't even my... do 30 watts anyway. <laughs> right. It's it's just you know, that that's the, it is how it is. It was done this way to get you the first half quickly and to not burn your battery up by overheating it later. It's never going to change. It's never going to be any better. Uh yes, we released a a new charger and yeah, it's 30 watts because building a 25 watt, 25 watt charger is stupid. It costs as much as a 30 watt charger, but you don't really need it. Right. That's, you know, that that's what Google, you know, needed to find a better way to say than the horrible way I just said. Yeah, I mean, you didn't really do any worse than them. Is it is it just me or is this like I feel like this is completely not a problem at all because no, it's not. I get through the day with I like the Pixel 6 Pro that I have, the battery life is better than any phone that I've had other than my iPhone 12 Pro Max from last year. It's I I would agree. So like I don't ever worry about like a quick top off because I still have 30 to 40% at the end of the day unless like I'm, you know, I just got back from the honeymoon so that killed the battery cuz my camera right. was open the entire time, but that's not a normal circumstance. Yeah, and and I said as much in the review about battery life like I the battery life in that phone is crazy for me, but some other reviews, I think um, MKBHD, right, that they had issues where I, I don't remember what what he cited, but I recall that being like, hey, the battery life's not great on this phone. And that was kind of weird to me. And I've seen yeah, it in I've, several other places, too. It's the the best battery in a phone I've ever had. <laughs> so, well, that's what I was going to say, like, if, if this is the biggest problem that we have to deal with for a Pixel phone. Um, yeah. considering some of the things we've dealt with in the past, 
it's is a, a pretty great problem to have to deal with for our Pixel phone. And then when you just look at it as a phone amongst other phones, yeah, I agree with you guys. Like my Pixel 6 Pro has been great. Like my my Z Fold 3 that I used before that and my OnePlus 9 before that, like I, it it dipped down really quick throughout the day. And I, I had, you know, the full charge doesn't fast. count. Come on. <laughs> that battery is way too small. You can't count that. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's definitely what if not I don't, the best battery. Even if, even if I don't open the phone, but then we're then we're making all kinds of concessions here. But but yeah, if this is if this is the biggest problem we have to deal with for the phone, and oh no, it, it's a non-problem really. Right. I I I think the only real issue that I've had with the phone is the fingerprint scanner, and and even then, it hasn't been like atrocious like it's not to the point where i don't want to use the phone it is annoying but for the most part i don't have you know a a host of issues with it um whereas i have seen some other people that are like i want to throw this thing against the wall i hate using it i can't unlock it ever yeah i i wonder though if those are the people that have a four dollar vinyl screen protector from best buy off the clearance rack could be i mean that's going to make a big difference with all new phones right well, and, and, you know, I've got, like I said, my, my work phone that I have now is a, a Galaxy S10. And again, it's an old phone, but that has one of the first ultrasonic fingerprint readers that Samsung used. That is worthless to use. Like I have zero yeah. point. I never use it. Like I, I disabled it because it was so terrible. And the, the Pixel 6 Pro, yeah, it's definitely slower than the um, my nine Pro, my OnePlus 9 that I use. But I did I actually I before like as soon as before I even had my phone I had ordered a screen protector off of Amazon and it's some uh, LK whatever brand this is um, it, it's great honestly like it, it's slow but it's not the the screen the I don't think that my fingerprint reader is any slower than you know from what everybody's saying it seems like it's about as fast as everybody else's but the screen protector is not on Google's approved list and it works just fine you know it's slower than the nine but it's still fine. Well, I mean, Google explained why it's slower, and that is just the nature of the beast. It's it's slower because it needs more data to verify that it's really your finger. Right. At least until you get this update that people like Nick complaining so much, now my phone's less secure than it used to be. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> have, have any of you received that update yet? I have not. No, I, I be honest, I haven't even checked. It'll get yeah, here when it gets I've, here. I've been spamming the I've been spamming the button since I wrote the article. I still don't have it. <laughs> of course it came like right after I got back from my trip to Disney where I had to deal with a somewhat slower fingerprint scanner, but it I got it yesterday, I think. Is it any better? Yep. I don't know what they did. I don't care what they did. Uh it's marginally faster. Uh, but I didn't have the, but I didn't have the problems everybody else had. It's like the battery thing. Like I didn't have those problems. Yes. It's slower. Yes. It's not quite as accurate. Even when you like register the same fingerprint multiple times, but whatever update came, whatever they did in the latest update, definitely fixed something. I'm sure they just decreased the number of positive data points. It needs to be a match. That would be the 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 easy fix, and that actually makes a lot, yeah, that makes a lot of sense if that was the if that was the case. They, they were it was probably complete overkill what Google was doing anyway. You know, it's it's Google. They think that okay, well, this security is good enough. Let's let's make it ten times more. <laughs> yeah, if, but isn't if this they, the same thing we dealt with on on one of the early OnePlus phones? 
like wasn't it the under the in-screen fingerprint reader wasn't it slow and people complained that it was too slow yes. or they got too many yes. false like it didn't read like it kept saying try again try again and yep, they right. did an update and that we come to find out that they just kind of made it less secure to make it faster yep yes yep. yeah i remember that i was I, and and i don't without knowing the specifics of what was done on each of these phones you know it, it's like no. i don't know if both of them did this for an okay reason like <laughs> Is is it terrible now? Like, is it way too easy to fool? I don't know. I'd, I'd love to I'm see. I'm sure it's not. I Probably not. Just... No. I mean. It's, it's much I... easier to fool the uh, face recognition from a front-facing camera at the very least, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, you can fool anything. I mean, you can take a brand new iPhone and full face ID even on someone asleep if you just put a pair of glasses on them with black dots drawn in the center. <laughs> it's it you know if you really want to fool it you can fool it right uh i just you know it's it's a convenience thing it's somebody steals your phone and they can't get it unlocked because your fingerprints in there they're just gonna throw it away and that's a whole lot better than them stealing all the money out of your bank account yeah for sure for sure um all right, last last two little things i want to talk about so we have the uh there was a google camera update that went out it added some of the Pixel 6 camera features to older Pixel phones, right? So you have like the the timer light, which is handy. I think I spent on several other phones, but it's nice to have. You've got your manual exposure controls and then um, some, you know, quick setting swipe gestures that are nice. It's I love seeing these little things brought back um, to, to older phones by Google. That was like when they added astrophotography from, you know, when it came out in the Pixel 4 and they had it on some other phones Maybe it's not as good of a feature on the older phones because it's missing some hardware requirement. But for the most part, these little things aren't anything like that. This is just software tweaks and stuff that they've made. So it's 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 good to see Google updating these things, keeping them you know w- with feature parity at least to some extent, and not making people regret the fact that they might have just bought a phone two months ago and you know <laughs> instead of waiting a month or something and spending an extra hundred bucks on this other phone like that. Now they probably are like, okay, well, cool. I have I have these little features. This is nice to see. And then this the same kind of goes for um, Samsung and some of their older watches, the Galaxy Watch, the Active, the Active 2, and the Watch 3. They've added uh, like hard uh, fall detection and um, a couple of other things that were exclusive to the Galaxy Watch 4 that launched in August. And this most recent update added those to the older watches. And I don't know if... Um, any of you have these older watches or if you've you've played around with the updates at all? I've got a Active 2 uh, my wife's been wearing. I, I'll have to check it. I haven't actually looked at it to see any of the changes, but I'll have to check that out. Cool. Yeah, and it's it's a couple of, of new watch faces and stuff too. Yeah, and, you know, mentioned on the Google camera and, you know, regretting buying a, you know, a phone a few months back that I, I <laughs> the camera features, my, I mentioned my wife, I was like, hey, you should be seeing some some changes in your camera. She has a Pixel 5. Um, and you'll see just a couple of changes. Just don't freak out next time you use it. But uh, <laughs> the Pixel Six is actually the Six Pros is almost made me regret getting it because of the camera features. Because my wife's like, "Hey, I took this picture of the kids, but there's some weird. There's somebody walking in the background. Can you go ahead and erase that for me?" Oh no! And so, <laughs> so, so because it has Magic Eraser, I've I've been uh, commandeered to use that multiple times. She's like, "Hey, that looks weird. Erase that out of there. Hey, can you fix that for me?" Like, oh, God, just take it. Oh, man, that's that's fascinating. It, it'll it be interesting to see if they 
port Magic Eraser to uh, Google Photos at some point, even to some capacity. Um, I think you were surmising that at one point, right, Jerry? Uh, Maybe. I I don't really see them porting Magic Eraser back to older pixels because the processing power. Well, I wonder, could they do that as a a Google Photos feature, but like they did for some of their editing things, make it a, a paywall thing behind Google One? Well, yeah, I it's just and it's, it's cloud based. That's what I was it's thinking. It's more, it's it's you know, is Google willing to build that functionality into a server somewhere, and are you willing to let Google scan and actually, you know, bit for bit copy your photographs to do that? Uh, the the first I Google would probably be willing to add the functionality in the cloud somewhere. I don't think that users would be willing to do the second and know that Google is potentially keeping an actual physical backup copy of their photographs. Yeah. Well, that makes me wonder though, like, is that much different than people being okay with them doing facial recognition and like remembering faces? Like you're telling them, this is my wife. This is my kid. Remember these faces for me. Right. I mean, it's, I didn't know people were okay with that. I thought everybody hated that as much as I did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I could see them doing it just because we've we've had this happen before, like you were saying with the paywall on Google One. Um, but but typically with a lot of these features, like Google Assistant, it starts off on the cloud because they don't have the local processing power to do it. Right. Whereas this started off locally, I don't know if they would move to the cloud. So it. And I can't recall if there's any examples of it going that way or not. I'm sure it doesn't take a lot of processing power because, you know, you do it on the phone. It just kind of does it and doesn't take forever. Right. But it's using a processor that was designed to be able to do that quickly. And that's not in any other phone right at the moment. So I think that's the hurdle. Uh, You know, maybe the Pixel 4 could do it okay. I honestly don't think the Pixel 5 or any of the the A series phones could do this easily. Not locally, I just don't, no. It would take too yeah, long. I, I, it's because I, they're I missing the it, neural core or whatever, the Pixel yeah, Visual they're, Core. They're missing some sort of coprocessor that was built and specifically trained using the machine learning, you know, algorithms to do this kind of thing. Those just aren't present in like the Pixel 5 or the 4A 5G. Uh, the the four had something. We don't know exactly what that neural core did. And the three had the visual core. So maybe it could do it. I, I don't know. But, you know, it's just the Pixel 6 was designed with this in mind. Right. Yeah. And that's that's part of the magic in that, I guess. Right. But wasn't wasn't Pixel or Pixel Google Photos designed to do that back on the Pixel 2 when they first introduced Magic Eraser and then never released it? Maybe. I mean, but <laughs> that might have been a cloud thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. And and who knows? Maybe if they bring it to the cloud, it does it even better. Because that's that's the thing. is sure. like that one they showed off back in 2017 is way more powerful than what we have in this one. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's the end goal. This is this is the stopgap. Hey, we want to finally release this feature. It's not to the full extent that we originally said it was, but. You know, we'll maybe call it something slightly different and sell it different because, you know, to we're me, this planning is better. Doing... Yeah, I, I don't disagree, I, I, but I you don't know... want the cloud to need all that information from me. 
I mean, I know a lot of people think, well, Google Photos, Google's scanning all your photographs. No, they're not. Uh, they they probably could, but they're not. That That's just a dumb waste of time and money. Uh, but if you wanted to do something like this in the cloud, then yeah, it totally has to scan the photograph. And I'm just not okay with that. I, I like it that my phone can do it, even if it can't do it quite as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with it too. I, I like the current model. All right, cool. So... We are at the end of our show. We're going to talk about what's making us happy. So, Chris, why don't we start with you? Uh, well, currently, there's the thing that's making me happy the most is I'm getting into 3D printing. Um, I've always kind of thought it was cool from afar and never really got into it because it was expensive and seemed like it was a really complex process to start on. And, and I've over the last year or so, I've kind of slowly been researching it and trying to figure out if it's something I actually want to pull the trigger on. And my wonderful wife bought me a uh, resin 3D printer, an SLA printer um, for my birthday. And so I started playing with that and then getting into that more and more. And um, then I got the opportunity to check out a uh, filament printer um, from a company called Flashforge. And it's, it is perfect for a beginner. Um, I got a review coming shortly of it, but it is, it's amazing. I've been having a lot of fun making it between gadgets uh for myself little carabiners box openers and little figurine fidget things and then toys for my kids i've made you know expanding lightsaber swords and stuff like that from it and i've got literally zero experience in this aside from getting this first printer and it's been it's been a lot of fun learning it and tweaking it and finding out ways to make it better so it's it's been a lot of fun my family's had fun with it too i uh, chris chris actually sold me one of those when I when he told me about it, I looked it up. I, I didn't know it existed, and it was so cheap. Uh, for an enclosed heated bed FDM, you know, printer of the quality it is, and it's not the greatest printer in the world. It's very cheap, uh, and, and and it can also print the things that we probably shouldn't be talking about. It it can print not just PLA. It can print hardened things that you know you want to take down to the range. There you go. All right. Andrew, how you doing? What's making you happy? So as I alluded to earlier, I uh, just got back from my honeymoon this week. Um, it was a week in Orlando. So I spent some time at Galaxy's Edge and Universal and had a wonderful time with my new wife, who will probably be listening to this, hopefully, maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that was a great time and took my took too many pictures with the pixel six pro and it held up for the most part, which was adding a little bit of a, a tech thing to my honeymoon, which was pretty sweet. Well, smart, congratulations, smart man, Andrew Men- mentioning your honeymoon and, and your, your wonderful wife and your, yeah. your, uh, yeah. Making yeah. your <laughs> especially <laughs> since she said she might be listening. You yeah, she, really. was, she was getting ready to leave for work today. She's like, so is, is this, is this going to be live? I'm like, no, no, you don't need to listen to it right now. It's okay. I'll I'll let you know. <laughs> it'll it'll be it'll be up soon enough. Don't worry. It's cool. Yeah. All right, Jerry. Okay. There you go. Every everybody get in the hate train because what's making me happy is Skyrim. Yes, Skyrim runs on everything, even LG electronic smart refrigerators. That's right. But they just had their tenth <laughs> anniversary upgrade, and. Yes, it's the Creation Club. Yes, everybody hates it. Yes, I hated it too. But man, I got all that stuff for 20 bucks. I got $300 worth of individual updates for 20 bucks. And you know what? 
I was kind of dumb for hating them all. Some of them were pretty damn cool. I've been just having fun in Skyrim again. And God, who would have thought 10 years ago that this is a game that people would still be not only playing, but buying again in 2021. <laughs> not just again, but probably for the 10th time, to be honest. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have I bought Skyrim for consoles I don't even own anymore. So it's, you know, they, they, they sucked my money out and they were found a way to suck it at $20 out of me again. And heck, I'm glad I did it. I've been having tons of fun. And if, if you like to play a lot of Skyrim or if for some crazy reason, you've never played it before, it's, it's, it's still totally worth buying in 2021. That that's me, Jerry. I've never played it. Oh, well, or you dude. can just download Halo Infinite for free and play that. Cause I've also been doing that instead of wasting time on a 10 year old game. Yeah, but, you know, Skyrim's Ouch. a lot better game Woo. than Halo Infinite. I've played both. I uh, will agree to disagree with you, Jerry. Well, see, that's because <laughs> you just are wrong. And I, no, I, it's because I respect you and I'm not going to argue with you. Well, you should argue with me, but you're still wrong. <laughs> I I would recommend playing it in VR, but uh, yeah, that wasn't actually what no, was making me happy. No, don't play Skyrim in VR. Shut your don't. face. It sucks in VR. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Get out of here. <laughs> yes, now, it does. Wait, okay, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's say this. Skyrim sucks in VR vanilla as much as vanilla Skyrim sucks on a flat screen. You have to mod that crap, make it good, or else but the game's no. garbage. I, I've been playing without <laughs> any mods, it. and you know what? It's not as bad as I used to think it was. Uh, that's, that's I don't know. I, I have never liked Elder Scrolls Combat. I've never been able to get into that series because of it. The only one that even had re- me remotely interested was like a heavily, heavily modded VR version that added in like proper VR mechanics and a lot of this stuff that actually made sense if they spent more than five minutes on the port, but whatever. Maybe. I <laughs> my My Skyrim VR is... What do you mean? I got to put this white dot there and click, and it makes me. What well, is this stupid? Exactly. And I just Five minute off. port, man. It was not a good port, but yeah, you right. mod mod the crap out of that thing just like the regular flat screen version, and man, you can make it sing. It can be awesome. Um, all right, for me, what's making me happy? I don't know. I had a hard time with this one because it's like this is my favorite time of the year. I love Thanksgiving. I love everything around this time of the year. We're going to visit my mom. I'm excited. Um, I'm also excited because I'm finally finishing my home office, which uh, I've been in this house for going on three years now. It's been a very long process of eventually getting things together. And I'm like 95% done now. And I'm really just happy that it's almost finished. So I'm very jealous of you. Yes. My home office is an absolute disaster. It looks like a bomb went off because of the disarray that my apartment currently is in. It's all right. Look, I, I woke up this morning and there were ants down here, so it's not all it's not all fun and games. But uh, congrats it, on being lazy and taking three years. You are my kind of man. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick, I, I guess I'm jealous. I'm I'm my office is a, a literally a shed uh, that I'm surrounded by our stored junk as well as chicken food, cat food, dog food. <laughs> Your office looks cool. I have seen it. At in least our you'll never go hungry. <laughs> for sure yeah. but I, I i spend our meetings looking and trying to figure out what's on the shelf behind chris because he's got all kind of cool stuff there <laughs> oh i've got i've got all sorts of random things stashed behind me I and mean, i i could i could start a, a home away from home in here if i needed to yeah hey, hey if, if nothing if you got to eat that chicken feed has lots of protein in it even if it's a little dry <laughs> <laughs> well i thought it was just like dead mealworms 
I'm sure it depends on up. the feed you you buy. I don't know. I oh. I gotta go. Uh, I gotta go buy some more after after we're done here anyway. So, <laughs> all right, cool. I think that wraps it up. This is episode number five fifty one. We thank you for listening to the Android Central podcast, and thank you all for joining us. I'm, I really appreciate both Chris and Andrew filling in as Ara is taking time off, and of course Jerry for being the rock that we can all count on. <laughs> what can you smell? What the rock is cooking. Oh man, you went <laughs> look, look. PLA filament. That's what you smell. Do that in Kansas. No, it's PLA filament. That's what you're smelling right now. That's right. Of, of course. All right. So you can find me on Twitter at Guanatu. Uh, Jerry, I can't remember yours. What's your Twitter handle? GB Hill. G B H I L. All right, Chris. What's yours? Chris underscore Waddell. W E D E L. And Andrew. It's just Andy Myrick. Look at that. You, you and Chris make too much sense. I know. <laughs> you you got you to come up with something crazy like me and then get yelled at every single week when they have to pronounce yeah, it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Guanatu. That's right. My last All name right. is hard enough to pronounce. I could just say my last name and it never gets spelled correctly ever anyway. So That's perfect. Good deal. All right. Well, thank you all for listening, and we will see you next time. See ya. Adios. Bye, y'all.